All right, it's Wednesday night. We're talking about baptism. I am learning so much about baptism. How many baptisms are there according to Ephesians 4 and verse 5? There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one baptismos, B-A-P-T-I-S-M-O-S. We're talking about what it is and what it means. Now, if you open up your concordance and you look up baptize, it will tell you that it is the word baptizo. And that it comes from the word bapto. And then it will say baptizo means to cover. And it will say from, it'll give you this number here. And when you read babto, it will say to stain as with a dye. Now, this is the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Then when you study other books, it'll tell you this was a, this was a word to stain and dye clothes that women would use. Mr. Girdlestone will say, will tell you that the word baptizo was originally an infinitive. That don't mean anything to most people. But that totally changes the meaning of what most people think baptism is. They think it means to dip somebody in water or to sprinkle water on them. It has nothing to do with water, the original word. I understand that Jesus was washed in water, and so was the Ethiopian eunuch, and what happened with them was proselyte baptism. Now, Jesus didn't need to be a proselyte, but the Ethiopian eunuch did. This was a law that if you would offer, if you would be circumcised, offer two turtle doves, and and you would get washed in water that you could become a member of the kingdom of God of God or Israel which was Israel now the reason Jesus did that was because the the Pharisees thought he was a a Samaritan Samaritan since he was raised up here in Nazareth. He was born here in Bethlehem. The Pharisees ruled southern Judah with their laws, and they wouldn't walk up here into northern Israel because they thought it was polluted with sun and tree worship, which it was, but so were they. So Jesus followed their laws and said, which said if they would, if he would do this, they would have to recognize his words. So he did that. He fulfilled all righteousness, and he said that's why he was baptized. That's why John said he was baptized. Now, I'm learning things about baptism. I'm just seeing this thing really come together. When Paul said there's one baptism in Ephesians 4 and 5, you have to understand when this happened. Ephesians, the fourth chapter Paul went to Ephesus in the 19th chapter of Acts. That's way on down the road. That's on his second missionary journey. He was over here in Ephesus. Well, that's about 
That's about Ephesus, right on the coast of what we call Turkey, or Asia Minor is what they called it. And if you don't understand what time this was on the chronological calendar, you won't fully understand it. He was here in Ephesus. He had gone on his first missionary journey, and he's coming back on his second. And that's where they tried to kill him in the 19th chapter of Acts. Well, that was around 50, somewhere between 50 and 55 A.D. Now, before this, back here when Jesus died in 33 A.D., before he died, they had many baptisms. And he's telling the Ephesian church, now there's only one because all the rituals were blotted out. Every ritual, which would include dipping somebody in water, which would include sprinkling with water, there's only one baptism. Wherever you find anything covering us, especially with a stain or dye, a blood baptism, that was called, that was called a death. When Jesus says, look at, I'm going to really go slow on this because there's some things that I want you to really see. When he says in Luke 12, look what he says. Luke 12. Luke 12. This is when James and John came to him and he says the same thing over in uh, Mark. In the book of Mark, he says the same thing. And then he says here in verse 49 in Luke 12, I am come to send fire on earth. Fire is supposed to consume our lives. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. A fire, a fiery baptism, is going to be the same thing as a blood baptism. When the Bible speaks of being baptized with the Spirit, since there's only one baptism, that's a blood baptism. But you have to define Spirit. The Spirit of God is the truth. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. The truth. That's John 14, 15, 16. 14, 15, 16. John 15, 15, 26. John 16, 13. And in 16, 13, Jesus says, when the spirit of truth is come, he will, he will teach you all truth. It won't teach you half truth. He'll teach you all the truth. And it keeps saying, 
when the comforter is come, even the spirit of truth. That's the way it calls the comforter through these three verses here, the spirit of truth. It calls the comforter. And we know that's the Holy Spirit. Comforts the spirit of truth. If there's one baptism, it is the Holy Spirit, it is blood, it is fire. They're all equal to each other. They're the same thing. How can the truth, when God saturates us with the truth, how can that be a fire? That's what you're going to go through when you start telling people whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. You're telling them the truth. You're baptized with the truth. They're going to put you through a martyrdom. It's going to be a fiery trial. They're all the same thing. So if there's one baptism, it's all the same. Anything that encompasses us, wraps around us, that would be a baptism, wouldn't it? Anything. So we're going to look at some of those things that encompass us. Look over here in First Thessalonians. This is something people don't even stop and think about. If something is wrapped around you, let me put it this way, is anointing wrapping around you? Well, yeah, it's the word creo, C-H-R-I-O. Or to anoint is the word charisma, C-H-R-I-S-M-A. So everything that comes from these... I put Christmas up there. Charisma. <laughs> Charisma. It would be easy to make that Christmas, wouldn't it? Just put a T in there. All right. So to anoint means to cover. Well, First John uh, 3 and 27 says we are anointed with truth. So that's the same thing over here, isn't it? That's the same thing. It's a blood baptism. The same thing that's fire in our life, thinking not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to wrap around you. The fiery trial is due to our telling people the truth. That's the same thing as being anointed with the truth. So these are the same thing, aren't they? Same thing. Things equal to the same thing are equal to each other. And look over here. Now let's look at something people don't even won't even picture with this. Look here at look here at First Thessalonians five. First Thessalonians five. And here's something that wraps around us. If there's one baptism over here in First Thessalonians, this is going to be sometime uh, before Paul gets to Ephesus. It's going to be somewhere around 45 or 50 A.D. It's going to be after Jesus dies and nails all these, these rituals to the cross. Look here in First Thessalonians. You're not even, you won't even think of this as being one of the baptisms. All right. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 9. 5 and verse 9. For God hath not appointed us to wrath. The word appointed is the word tithemai. T-I-T-H-E-M-I. 
Tithame means to lay out before us. He has not appointed us to orge. O-R-G-E. In the Greek, O-R-G-E. And the Ada is feminine gender. So that can't be God's wrath. They have... They have come up, uh, certain groups of people have taken this verse and the verse over here in Revelation 16 and 1 and coupled them together. There's only one problem with that. They can't couple them together. They're two different words and they're two different genders. Over here in Revelation 16 and 1, this is where the seven, same seven angels that are the same pastors of seven churches in Revelation 1 and 20. These are seven angels here. And uh, in the first one, I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vows of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now this is before all these judgments come on the earth. So people are saying, see, they look over here at 1 Thessalonians and 5 and 9 say God hasn't appointed us to wrath. So they come up with what they call a mid-tribulation rapture. Because they say God has to take us out for all this tribulation to fall upon the earth in verse 2 chapter 16 the only right problem is that word over there in in first Thessalonians 5 and 9 is orge orge feminine gender and this word over here in revelation 16 is one is t-h-o-u t-h-u-m-o-u Thumu is masculine gender, and that's God's wrath. And the orge is our own anger and rage that we have against other people because of our covetousness. Covetousness. Meaning, I want more pleonectes. This is our sin. God hasn't appointed us to our sin, meaning to want more any way I can get it by being devious or underhanded or whatever I have to do to have my way. God hasn't appointed us to that. Then he says, but. So this is going to be an opposition to what he hasn't appointed us to. He hasn't appointed us to ourselves and fulfill ourselves, having your way about everything you want. Boy, you got to check yourself on that. You may be thinking you're having your way. And if you are, you're going to opposite. You're headed towards the orge. If you want what you want in any opinion you've got, if you're not absolutely positively sure of something, don't stand on it. I stand on the word of God and I'll stand and die for it. Then he says, but... Instead of our covetous, which he hasn't appointed us to, he has appointed us to obtain salvation. Obtain has to be the exact opposite 
of covetousness, looking after self. He hadn't appointed us to our own wrath, our own anger, our own rage, because we're covetous and somebody is we think has beat us and we don't really know, but we're going to take it out on them anyway. Because I think that, and that's my opinion. But obtain. Obtain is going to be baptism. It's the word peri. P-O-I-E-S-I-S. Don't you have to be baptized in blood to be saved? Don't you have to have the blood of Christ sprinkled upon you in order to be saved? That's the baptism he's talking about. Perry, when you find the word perry, it always means around. Around. Perry. And poesis. Poesis means to make. P-O-I-E-S-I-S. Poesis means to make, but it's not the common word make. You've got to study these words. Poesis is not the word ergon. That word just means to, means to work or toil. God is not toiling around us. He is making us. And what he's making us He's making us poesis. Poesis is the opposite of ergon. Poesis means to make something beautiful like a mosaic. And what does he do that with? Fire. Trials. Oh, that's a baptism, isn't it? The fire trials, thinking not strange, because you're baptized to go through this, it's something that looks like a tapestry. There's a difference in these words in the Greek. You can't just say make or do when the Bible says we are his workmanship. Over there in Ephesians 2.10, all the preachers want to go to Ephesians 2.8 and 9 and say works has nothing to do with this. no. Your works has nothing to do with salvation, but we're created in Christ Jesus unto good works, to agathos works. That's what Ephesians 2.10 says. Agathos means beneficial. We are his workmanship. Poeo. P-O-I-E-O. P-O-I-E-O-M-A. Poema. I'm going to get rid of that old. Poema means a tapestry or something that is a mosaic, something beautiful. And what does he make us beautiful with? With the peri, what he wraps around us. And what is it he wraps around us? The blood baptism. If there's one baptism, this has to be a part of it, doesn't it? You can't separate that as a word away from baptism because it means to wrap around in a beautiful way. So peripoesis to obtain is baptism.
That's how we obtain salvation. So this up here, he hasn't appointed us to wrath, but in opposition to that, to crucify self in a blood baptism. You don't stop and even think peripoesis is going to be a baptism, but it is. It's a part of the blood, part of the fiery baptism. Every time you see that, it's going to be that. It's isn't tribulation baptism? Isn't that baptism? Didn't we didn't we confirm that here over the weeks? John came preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as it was written in the book of Isaiah, which was baptism of repentance is Of repentance is prepare. This is what Luke 3 and 3 says. The baptism of repentance is prepare ye the way. And how many ways are there? You've got to keep remembering. We'll look at the whole picture. Prepare you the way. There's one way to heaven. And we are being prepared, peripoesis, for salvation. And that is a blood baptism, which is fire, trial, tribulation. Tribulation, fire, and trial, and fire baptism is all the same thing. It's many ways of saying the same thing. This is first week of algebra. Things equal to the same thing or equal to each other. It's what it is. I'll bet you I've kind of taught you all this, haven't I? Things equal to the same thing or equal to each other. And if equal is a substitute for equal, you can take any one of these and substitute them. You can substitute spirit fire baptism. God hasn't appointed us to, to... wrath but to a blood baptism a spirit baptism the truth and that's wrapping around us if this is to wrap Perry is to wrap around the poesis the beautiful mosaic of God which is the tribulation makes us like Christ doesn't it so therefore huh would that be the same as our white robe. Oh, yeah. Our robes are made white in the blood of Christ. So righteousness is a baptism. It's death to self. You've got to stop arguing with the world. Real, wait, this has to do with predestination, doesn't it? We're predestined. Whom he foreknew, not what he foreknew. The whom's are the ones he's going to baptize in blood. Who's? Masculine gender singular. It's the people he foreknew. Forno prognosco. He's predestined. Prohorizo. For the boundary of light. And what's that for? To conform us. To be conformed. Wouldn't. What we're predestined to do, be baptism, to be conformed 
to the image of Christ, to the image of his son, icon, likeness. You know how far this is going to take us. Baptism is everything that's righteous in the Bible. Everything. There's nothing outside of baptism. If you think it's water, you sure wasted your time being dipped in water. You got wet. That's it. It's everything that causes us to be righteous. And baptism is prepare you the way. There's two ways. A narrow way. And a broad way. The broad way is the one you get in. And you fulfill the flesh. And you never are baptized with the blood of Christ. It's a it's a narrow way that we are that is the tribulation. John preached the baptism of repentance, which is prepare you the way. Baptism is the way. And there's two ways, a narrow and a broad way. Now is the word T H L I B O. That's the common word tribulation. Tribulation everywhere you find it in the New Testament. Tribulation is baptism. It is fire. It is trial. You wonder why you're going through what you're going through. You wonder why you feel the way you feel. And it don't feel good to the flesh. Get used to it. It ain't going away. It's here for the duration. I get hurt being up here and being the fearless leader. People give me a hard time. They gossip about me. They rip me apart. You think it don't hurt? Yeah, it does. Usually when you say something about me, I didn't mean if I said something it hurts your feelings, I wouldn't have done that for the world. Don't you know that? And sometimes when the people you think said something about you, they didn't mean it either. Let's learn to be compassionate for one another because we're all in the baptism. Don't think you're the only one going through it. Think it not strange concerning a fire trial. God is not talking to one person. He's talking to everybody. Think it not X-E-N-O-S, X-E-N-I-Z-O, X-E-N-I-Z-O. That's the word strange. It comes from kazenos, which is the word stranger or occasional guest. The fire or the blood baptism is not an occasional guest in your life. It's blood. It's death to self. It is the Holy Spirit. It is truth. It brings about the peripoesis. And that's what you're predestined to, to conform to Christ's likeness. Predestination is baptism. (coughs) And the reason people can't understand it, because they don't want the whole picture. We're predestined to be like Jesus. And what was he like? Everything you can think of. He was compassionate. He was full of peace towards the the people that didn't understand. He didn't jump their case. He didn't say, was you over there gossiping with those people against me? He understood that people were weak. That the believers were weak. I don't believe he jumped down Peter's throat when Peter contradicted him and said, Dog, be it far from thee. You're not going to go to Jerusalem and be crucified. Don't you think that? And he turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, Satan, adversary. You're being an adversary. I have to go to Jerusalem and be crucified because i got to be raised from the dead and that's going to be for your sin. I'm going to cover you with the blood 
That's figurative language. You've got the, when you are covered with the blood of Christ, that's baptism, isn't it? And that's a death. Sometimes we all have a problem dying to the flesh, don't we? When you lose your temper and you let your imagination get loose in your head, you're having a hard time with yourself. Not so much other people. I don't care what somebody did to you. If they're a believer, I don't believe most of the time when you get mad at each other that it happened the way you think it happened. Sometimes you just need to go and talk, be real gentle and real kind to each other. Say, do you feel that way about me? Usually they'll say, I don't feel that way about you. Well, well, let's talk this over and let's hug each other and let's understand one another. The blood baptism that we're going through, it goes against the grain of our flesh, doesn't it? When it goes against the grain of our flesh... We want to argue with each other. We ain't supposed to be doing that, are we? We're not ever supposed to be fighting anybody. We're supposed to be fighting ourselves and fighting the orgay. Don't just say, well, I got the orgay in me and I'm supposed to. No, no, you say that. God will beat you in the head with a ball bat until you humble and you get so humble. You say, Lord, forgive me. I, I wouldn't hurt. I wouldn't do this to you and I won't do this to people. You got to get to a place where you're. The baptism is what we have to go through to humbling of self. Let me show you that. Everywhere you find. Well, first, before I go there, let me go over here to Revelation. Baptism is everything that being righteous is about, but it's not water. You think being dipped in water is going to wash away your sin? No. Your sin has to be washed away by the blood of Christ. Look over in Revelation. I wish I could think of all these things at once, but I can. Revelation 1. Last sentence in verse 5. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. That's the baptism. Look over here in Revelation 7. Revelation 7. There's a crowd standing around the throne of God. And the angel of the Lord comes to John and says, Do you know who these are? He said, No, I don't know. Verse 13. One of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these that are arrayed in white robes? Whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, that you know... And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of Christ. White is the color of righteousness all through the Bible. In the blood, you've got erythrocytes. R-E-T-H-R-O. C-Y-T-E-S. That's red blood cells. And then you have leukocytes. L-E-U-C-O-C-Y-T-E-S. I guess that's the way you spell it. Everybody will know that's taking a biology course. Leukocytes, I think it's K-O. 
leukocytes are white blood cells. When you cut yourself, the white blood cells, you have an injury. The white blood cells race to the wound. And they start, they fight infection in your body. Righteousness fights the infection of sin in us. It fights this blood baptism. That's not up to you to do it. It fights what makes, if you cut your hand or cut your finger, it's the white blood cells rush that make it the righteousness in us that, that heals up the wound. In the body, the white blood cells are produced by the red blood cells, by the, by the erythrocytes. That's what makes us righteous is the blood of Christ. That's what makes the whiteness in us. And this is our clothing. It says right here, these were clothed in robes of white. And he says, well, I flipped away from that. Wait a minute here. Let me go back there. Revelation 7. He's washed us from our sins in his own blood, the first chapter. And then he says, then he says, Revelation 7, these, one of the elders said, you know who these are in white robes. And I said, sir, you know the one that knows. And he said, these are they which came out of great tribulation. What if I said, that's the word the lips is. What if I said great baptism? Because the Bible says that the baptism of repentance is the narrow way. It's tribulation. These are they which have come out of great tribulation, have washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So white righteousness comes out of the blood in us also. And this is the baptism. And we start becoming righteous when... Our righteousness fights the sin in our life, just like the white blood cells race to a cut or race to, no matter how, what kind of wound you have or whether you're sick in the hospital, it's the white blood cells that is your salvation. And if you have a real bad blood count of white blood cells, they're going to put that in you. Now, it says here, this is our clothing, isn't it? Doesn't it say that? Our robes, our robes, that's clothing, isn't it? All right, look over here. Let's look at some of these. Look over here in Galatians 3.27. I want to read this. I want you to see these things. All right. I'm looking for something here, y'all. Excuse me, I got so many notes here. Galatians three twenty-seven. This cannot possibly be water. <coughs> I've given you this 
a thousand times. Anywhere you've got us in clothing, anywhere you've got us clothed in the blood of Christ, we're clothed in righteousness. Clothing is what, in a contract, they would pass a piece of clothing to the contracting party. But the contracts that were in the flesh were blotted out with Jesus on the cross. When you get to Ephesians 4 and 5, there's only one baptism left. There was a whole bunch of baptisms in the ancient world. So look here at Galatians 3.27. Galatians 3, verse 27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The word put on is the word in duo. Means to sink into clothing. The clothing we sink into is the blood of Christ. This is not water. You can't dip a person in water. It means to be clothed with righteousness. Because our righteousness, the righteousness of the saints, is the blood of Christ. But you're not going to understand that if you think it's water. You don't understand any of this, will you? Let me give you some of those verses on put on. That's the word in duo. Now, let me give you some more of these. Look at Luke 24. Now, I'm going to say something here. It might lose you if you're not careful. Luke 24, 49. I can't give you everything this is about. This is going to take us on and on and on. I could preach on baptism for the next 20 years every time I stood up here because it's going to encompass every righteous thing in the Bible. That's the blood of Christ. Everything. Remember, a blood baptism was a death. Where can you get that? Well, you just look up blood out of... McClinic and Strong Cyclopedia, blood. Look at the end of the article, and it will tell you that a blood baptism, they call it styled a death. That's what it's called a death. And the B, blood volume, B, BL. That's why it's good to have these things. So you can go into them and see. you got to look. Jim, how did you learn all that? I look these things up one word at a time. But I don't look them up to be smart. I look them up to see how the words come together. Blood. Blood baptism. All right. It's either under blood or baptism, and I don't remember which it is. Maybe under ba- oh here it is, blood baptism. 
It's under blood in here. In the early church, one devoted to martyrdom, devoted to dying. He's devoted his life to dying without water was reckoned among the instructions or catechumens. Martyrdom being regarded as a full substitute was therefore styled a blood baptism. Now, some of those people even wrote this, continue to believe in water. I don't believe in water at all. That was nailed to the cross with Christ. That was a ritual, and they performed those rituals in the Old Testament. Now, where did I say I was going? Oh, Luke. Okay, Luke. 24, 49. 24, 49. All right. 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with power from on high. That word endued is the word is the word enduo. To sink into clothing. Well, I think this is the same thing as re- baptism repentance. Endued with power. Power is the word. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. Now, the Bible says, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ in the first chapter of Romans. For it is the dunamis, the power of God, unto salvation. We said, we said, I'll get it in a minute. We said that God hadn't appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. So we're going to be endued with whatever that is, salvation. Well, that was the same thing as being wrapped around, wasn't it? Wrapped around with blood. His blood is wrapped around us. Who does the wrapping? Do you do the wrapping? Does a preacher do the wrapping? He can't wrap us with stain and die with the blood of Christ. They can't do that. The dunamis is the gospel. Paul says that, Jesus says that in John, the ninth chapter. He says, John, the ninth chapter. No, wait a minute. Was that Mark the Ninth? I think it's Mark the Ninth chapter. So I'll get these guys confused. Mark 9. In verse 38, John answered him, Master, we saw one casting out devils on thy name, and he followeth not us, and we forbade him because he followeth not us. And Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle. The word miracle there is the word dunamis. It's the gospel. 
Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for the gospel is the dunamis. He said that, didn't he? The gospel is the power, is the dunamis of God unto salvation. So the gospel and the miracle, and this man is preaching the gospel, so it's all the same, isn't it? The gospel is the dunamis, is the power. And what else is it? It's the baptism. Mark 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel, or the beginning of the dunamis. Beginning of dunamis, our gospel is, what does it say? Prepare ye the way of the Lord, the way the way. So the gospel, being the dunamis, the power of God unto salvation, that's oh, that's salvation. That's what we're wrapped around to to salvation, aren't we? The wrapping around us is going to be everywhere all over the Bible, all over the New Testament. There's one wrapping around. That's death to self in order to get rid of you. Get rid of your he hadn't appointed you to that every time you get angry you're doing wrong if you get angry in your mind it comes out your mouth you're absolutely doing wrong and don't just say I've got this dunamis in me I've got this orgay in me and I can't help it yes you can after God beat you enough you'll stop is anybody guilty of getting angry oops everybody's hand went up I know what you need to do Get to be about 70 or 75, and that'll fix it. I'm sorry you can't get rid of it all at once, but you have to deal with it. When you get bent out of shape, go look in the mirror and say, straighten yourself out. You're the one you need to deal with, not the world, when you want to get mad at somebody for doing you what you think is wrong. Boy, if you had to die... If your thinking was wrong, you say, Jim, this past week, I think I got things wrong, so you need to shoot me right between the eyes. Would you do that? Would, sometimes it's real easy to think something has happened when it hasn't because of the way you looked at it. Because you're the prejudice and your prejudgments, and it may not have been that way at all. So sometimes give the people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you don't know what, how they're fighting at home or how sick they are or they may have a disease. There's people here that are sick and have diseases. Did you know that? And when they get mad at you or mean to you, don't get mean to them. You're not supposed to. You're involved in your orgay. Notice what the orgay has to do with baptism. But boy, you know how many times this word endure is mentioned? Look what you do when you're baptized. Have I read what I was going to read here? Yeah. The gospel is the dunamis. The gospel is prepare you the way of the Lord. The way is narrow. That's tribulation. What you're going through is what it takes to make your robes white. It's a blood baptism. And one day... 
you'll be battling the world and you do like I did. One day you'll just get on your face and say, God, I give up. You're going to kill me if I keep doing this. If you hadn't come to that yet, you will. And it, I don't get angry at anybody anymore. I just don't. You know, the first thing that hits me when something happens, disappointment and grief, I just get grieved. I'm going, oh, me. I know that's because they're immature and they had not grown enough, Lord. Give me strength to, to put up with it. The Bible says we are to put up with one another's quirks, forbear, soon echo, put up with. We're supposed to forbear each other because everybody's at a different growth place. Let me show you something that's really interesting about what you're going to have to do being blood baptized. Go over here to Colossians. Now, I can't even preach this Colossians part in one night. It would take me six months to preach baptism out of Colossians, the third chapter. Don't make excuse for your sin. If you do, God will beat you more. He, has me. he hasn't beat anybody more than he's beat me. God has stuck me in hospital, put me right at death's door. Till I dropped my head and said, Lord, the fault is mine. I had every reason to blame all the gospel music promoters I'd ever worked with. Were they, were they uh, wicked and evil? Yeah, most of them are. Most of the promoters are. Most of them don't care about Jesus. They don't care about above baptism, that's for sure. So I looked at them from the physical viewpoint and I cursed them, got mad enough to want to kill them. And I wasn't supposed to be doing that. First of all, I wasn't supposed to be out there singing in their concerts. I was out there with them over there lying and cheating and sleeping with women and, and uh, getting drunk, drinking and... And I know whole bunches of them. And they didn't think there was anything wrong with that. After all, we're just human. And the songs had lies in it. The songs weren't true. And God had to pick me up and drag me out of it. He nearly killed me being in it. And nobody's been more angry than I've been. I went through a period of time in my life. I was just furious at everything that happened. You ever been there? Stop that. <laughs> you'll either stop it or God will deal with you you think you're going to get to be 85 years old and you're going to be that mad on a deathbed no you're not you're going to say Lord look what you've done to me through all of my anger and rage look here put on is all through the every time you see put on we said this out front there's one baptism one clothing one putting on. Everywhere you find in duo, it is the baptism. To sink into clothing. Look what you got to sink into here in Colossians, the second chapter. Look here. Philippians, Colossians. All right. And it, this is going to take forever to teach this. Just a section of Colossians. 
the third chapter. This is the baptism. Let me race some of the board so I got somewhere to write this. You can see what baptism is in it. That's the blood clothing us. That's death to self. He hasn't appointed us to our way. You can't have your way. If you think you can, just keep arguing. Keep gossiping. Keep whispering to people. Well, she did this and he did that. It don't matter what they did. What do you deserve? Nothing. God is punishing us less than our iniquities deserve there in Ezra the ninth chapter. We deserve worse than what we've gotten. If everybody's gossiping about us and ripping our lives apart, you deserve it and so do I. Time God gets through with you, you get to be 80, 85 years old, you're going to want to live righteous. You're going to say, you know what you'll say? That hasn't worked. I think I'll stop this. You'll actually come to a place of saying, don't talk about them. Don't say that. We can't say what we're saying. And you'll still be around people that are not as developed as you are, and you've got to be compassionate. When you say something, you shouldn't say that. Look here. Colossians 3. I don't know how I can ever get through this. Colossians, the third chapter. This whole chapter is about what we need to put off and what we need to put on. First of all, you've got to put off the old man. Oh gosh, we got that over in Ephesians the fourth chapter, and got it in Romans the seventh chapter, and got it in First Second Corinthians the fourth chapter. Put off everywhere you see put off. He's going to say put on, sink into clothing, and that's the blood baptism. He says here in Colossians the third chapter. I'm not going to try to read all of it. He says here in verse 2, Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Remember the word earth? Gay. Soil. Dirt. The Bible says there in Philippians, the third chapter, men hate the daily cross of Christ because they mind... Froneo, P-H-R-O-N-E-O, their sentiment is on earthly things. Earthly is the word gay. It means dirt or soil. The reason your mind is the way it is is you like dirt. Everything you got is dirt. Your dirt, your house is dirt. Eric, your truck is dirt. It all come out of the ground. We like dirt. That's why we don't want to crucify ourselves. That's why we hate the blood baptism. Well, I don't know nobody to hurt my truck. Well, <laughs> if they run into you, it'd be the will of God, won't it? I don't like people to take my stuff and offend me in some way or my family. Well, that's too bad. If it happens, it happens. Get used to it. 
Get used to the fire. The fire is not to hurt you. It is to change you into the likeness of Jesus. That's what you're predestined to. People that don't believe in predestination don't believe in baptism, do they? You're predestined to conform to Christ's likeness. Now let's read on here. People don't like the cross of Christ because they love dirt. Everything you see is dirt. Your house, your car, your job. Everything you do, you pick up a hammer on the job, every bit of it is made of dirt. You're dirt. They hand you a dirt paycheck at the end of the week. It's made of dirt. You go down to a dirt bank and deposit with a dirt deposit slip into the dirt bank. You write more dirt. You pull out your dirt credit card. It's Everything comes out of the ground. Well, can we get over that? We mind earthly things. You know, that's what God is overcoming is these bodies right here. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You've been blood baptized. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore. Kill off the dirt. Necro, N-E-K-R-O-O. I don't know how long it's going to take me to finish this blood baptism. Do you realize blood baptism has to do with everything in the Bible? Everything that's righteous, you've got to get away from the dirt. Your mind has to get away from it. It don't mean throw everything away or give everything away you've got, but your mind cannot be on your material possessions. It's got to be off. And if you don't get used to that, God will get used to beating you over the head. And I am not, you think I'm kidding? He scourges every son he receives. This has to do with baptism. Scourge has to do with baptism. Mastigao, M-A-S-T-I-G-O-O. Mastix is the noun form. Scourge is the beating, M-A-S-T-I-X. The mastix with a little short whip with pieces of glass and bone on it. And God says, I will beat you within an inch of your life. You think that a, you think a, a two-year stay in the hospital is an easy thing to go through? You think being brought to a place where you're so broke you don't know what you're going to do for food? I've been there. Not too long ago. You don't know what you're going to do for a job? It don't matter. Lord, I'm with you all the way even to the end of the world. He's putting you through the fire, through the baptism, to conform you to Christ's likeness. That's what it's about. Let's keep on going here. Mortify, necro, kill off. Kill off. You think of necromancy? That's talking to the dead. Necro means death. Necro means to kill off. Here's what you got to get rid of before you put on. Kill off, therefore, your members which upon the earth. Fornication. Pornea. Idolatry. To serve what you see. Watch out what you put your eyes and your ears. E-I-D-O-L-O-L-A-T-R-E-I. You can't do that without being blood baptized because that is self. That is covetousness, which is idolatry. That's what you have not been appointed to. 
You have not been appointed to wrath or to orgay. You cannot make an excuse because you heard me preach on orgay and say, well, I got it and I'll, and I'll let it go. You keep doing that. God may disable you when you can't breathe. He's done me that way. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing like not being able to get your breath. <laughs> nothing terrified me that way. When I was in my mid-40s, in the middle of the night, I'd jump up out of the bed. I'd run down the hall. Mary, Mary, get me to the hospital quick. I, I, I can't breathe. I just hollered at her like that. Hurry! She'd get in a car driving me breakneck speed. I'd get in the hospital. I, I can't breathe. And then some stupid nurse would say, now, now calm down, Mr. Ray. You calm down. You ain't never had this. And I'd just be screaming at them. And they'd be telling you, just get calm. You, want, uh, you feel like, I feel like I'm on the bottom of a hundred foot swimming pool and somebody's giving me a straw the size of a hair. And I'm going, and it's terrible feeling. It is frightening. When you can't breathe, you're going to die. There are people that die in Middle Tennessee every year of the kind of asthma that I had. But you know what was wrong with me? I was full of orgay. Mad at the world for cheating me. Lying to me. But God had him do that. He put you in the fire by arranging your life where people will put you in the fire and cheat you and lie to you so you will learn not to do that. Now I'm telling you something only an old man knows. Ben Young, you probably won't really believe this till it starts happening. It may not be asthma you got. This is a form of COPD. I've got the doctor said, yeah, this is a form of COPD. Chronic obstruction, pulmonary disease. Now, how much time do I have? 31. Let's get on down to what we have to be baptized or sink into, okay? This is goes all over the Bible. You've got to put all this on before you can put on these new clothes. Mortify, therefore, your members which are on the earth, which are on the gay soil. Which are upon the earth, fornication, that's pornea, that's idolatry, uncleanness, acrothesia, uncleanness, a.k.a. T-H-A-R-S-I-A, a.k.a. T-H-A-R, T-H-A-R-S-I. We got our word C-A-T-H-A-R, or C A. T-A-R. T-A-R-I-Z-E. Cauterize. When you cauterize a womb, you cleanse it, you, you seal it, you burn it. The alpha negates the rest of the word. It means unclean. Your life is unclean when you're involved in the flesh. He said, mortify the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of the earth, the gay. Mortify it. And I like this next word, inordinate affection. Inordinate affection, the word affection is pathos, P-A-T-H-O-S. That means to suffer. That means affection that makes you 
brings you to the point of wanting to suffer. You don't care if it kills you. That's like some guy wants some woman so bad he'll just, you see him on TV, they kill him. I can't have you, nobody can have you, I'll kill you and myself. They'll take themselves out because they have this inordinate affection. Or you want a car so bad, you'll just, I'll work three jobs to have that, and you'll put yourself in a cardiac arrest because of it. But we are full of that in America. That's the orgay. Inordinate affection means suffering passion that's abnormal. (coughs) So you can love somebody too much. I don't believe that's love. I believe that's passion and lust. That's all I believe it is. Has nothing to do with love. If it had to do with love, when you get to be 75 or 80, like me and Mary, we're loving each other because you'd say, you're full of rankles and you're sickly. And she'd say, well, you are too. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> and you wouldn't love each other anymore. If that's what it's about. But that ain't what it's about, is it, Teresa? You still love me? Yeah, I still love you. <laughs> and then he goes on. This is what you have to put off. Uncleanness and old affection. Evil concupiscence. Concupiscence. Kokos is the word evil. Means worthless epithumia. E-P-I-T-H-U-M-I-A. This has to do with baptism. This comes from thumos, meaning to breathe hard after thumos. Epi means to cover your life with breathing hard. I want this and I want that and I want everything I want. And I want health, and I want her, and I want him, and I want that car, and I want that house. And then you'll end up with a heart attack, die, and you won't get anything. People don't really believe that about themselves. They think that's just something doctors say. I tell that to my doctors. I tell my cardiologists, you need to slow down. If you don't, you're going to die of a heart attack. I'm going to give you some of your own medicine. And he works Around the clock. I told him one day, I said, you're rich enough. He said, I don't know about that. I said, look, you're a cardiologist. All cardiologists are rich. I've driven by your house. I don't know what kind of house you live in. And I say that to him, and he just laughs. But that's the truth. Did you know doctors die younger than other people? Because they're wanting to make money, and they got a way to do it. And they love the dirt. And then he says... And covetousness, pleonectes, which is idolatry. Idololatria. Trying to serve what you see. Which things, for which things sake, the orgay comes upon. Isn't that funny? For which things, this orgay that comes from God. It's not God's wrath. It's orgay that God puts upon you because you're involved in self. But he put it in this flesh where you try to fulfill the flesh. Comes on the children of disobedience. We are disobeying God. We're involved in fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. Verse 7, in the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. You used to live in them as people 
You're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to die to it. Now you, now you also put off all these anger. That's the word orgay. Wrath. That's the word thumu, which is the same word. That's fury and rage. Malice. Little children, be children in malice, the Bible says. Blasphemy, blasphemos. Trying to stop the word of God in your life. Hindering the word of God. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Clean your mouth up. That's the hardest thing for believers to do. You say, well, it's just damn or hell. Well, that's too much. <laughs> Light out to one another. Don't just say, well, that's twisting a little bit. Don't ever lie. Be straight. Be honest all the time. That you have that you have put off the old man with his deeds. <coughs> All these things are the old man. <coughs> and have put on <coughs> in duo. <coughs> That's the, here's the baptism, which you're supposed to put on. Excuse me. This is from years of sin that I was in that I'm paying for. <coughs> you want to know what? First bronchitis, all that stuff I just read. That's why I split up this real thick yellow stuff because I kept myself under the orgay for years. I am a living testimony. Don't do what I did. I was really the worst of the worst. Put on. Here's what. Here's the baptism. Sink into clothing. How long is it going to take us to go through this if I really exhausted? Put on. The new man. Which is... Renewed in knowledge, gnosis. Don't look at the Bible the way you used to. You used to make excuse for your sin and you say, well, I just don't think God means it when he tells us to, uh, we need to live holy and righteous and godly and crucify self. I don't think God really means that we have to be hated by the world. He means exactly that. You only be hated for telling the truth, and that'll put you in the blood baptism. You say, I just can't do that because I get embarrassed, and I'm afraid these people are going to jump my case. You think they didn't jump Jesus' case? They called him everything. You're a Samaritan. They took him and crucified him, and he didn't open his mouth. Tell him the truth, and don't open your mouth after that. Say, do with it what you will. He didn't tell you convert anybody, did he? And then he says, knowledge. You know how long it, what it does to change your knowledge 
what you used to think. Your thinking has to change. And what is that? That has to do with baptism. Baptism of what? Repentance. Baptism of repentance is the narrow way. It is the gospel, isn't it? Baptism of repentance, metanoia. Be turned and think differently. Metanoia. And when you're turned according to Jeremiah 31, 19, you'll, you'll be turned because you can't turn yourself because you can't seek God. And when you are turned, you'll be ashamed. And you'll be instructed. You'll say, I need to learn what the Bible says. You'll start reading it. You'll say, Jim, how do I use this concordance? Do you know I use my concordance constantly? I come into the church. You haven't y'all seen me go over and pick up the concordance right before I'm going to preach? Do that dozens of times. It's not that I think I have everything down. I keep refreshing myself on words. I did that tonight. What was I looked up tonight? Looked up, uh, oh, Looked up what we're fixing to talk about here. One of these words that you have to put on. So you put on as the elect of God, elect us. And what were we elected to? E K L E K T O S. I'm just getting started in this baptism thing. Do you know that? Barely skimming the surface of what I intended to say tonight. Elect, eclectos, favored. We elected over there in First Peter 1 and 2 to obedience. Hoop, akuo. Akuo is the word hear. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Here is akuo, and hupakuo is obedience. It means to hear under or be subordinate to God. And when you're subordinate, you're going through the blood baptism, through the fire baptism, through the spirit baptism. And you're going to be comforted by the Holy Spirit as you go through it. And that's the tribulation. That's repentance. That's the way. That is peripoesis. That is not being appointed to wrath, but to obtain. You can't obtain salvation without going through the baptism. You have to submit yourself to what God says. And I'm going to have to put all these down in a list because what we need to do is take about five years to go through each one of these and every time it's mentioned in the Bible. True. He says, as elect of God, holy and beloved, holy, hagios. Let me put these down. This is what you got to do. You got to be holy. You got to be obedient to God. You got to quit obeying your gay, yourself, your dirt. The only reason you get mad is because it's your dirt. Just pretend you don't have anything to do with it. Everything that's happening is what God wants. If somebody hurts you or talks about you or puts you down or gives you a hard time, say, well, this is what I have to go through in order to learn to accept the baptism. Now, you got to be holy, beloved, bowels of mercies, holy. Put on. This is what you got to put on, holy. 
beloved, bowels of mercies. This is the thing I was looking up. I looked it up. I forgot. I knew it had to do with compassion. Bowels of mercies is the word splank not. I remember the word. No, that's no, that's not the word bowels of mercy. Excuse me. Sometimes the word bowels is splank non, but here it is tapanao frone. T A P E I N O O P H R O N E. Frone. Frone means understanding. And it means to be humbled. Tepanao is the word humble. It means to level self in your understanding. Get rid of self. It means to level the mountain of Babylon, which is built upon, let us make us a name ourselves. Be humble in your understanding. Be gentle and tender with people. Excuse me, I got those backwards. That was splank non. The the humblest of mine is the tape I not. Oh, excuse me, I got that wrong. Let me put humblest of mine here. I ain't going to erase the rest of it. Humbleness. Humbleness of mind. That's why it's humble and thinking. It means you're thinking has to be humble before God. Don't let your thinking go wild. So that person don't like me. They hate me. And they're this and they're that. And quit thinking about they did this. They did that. They talked about me. They took from me. They stole from me. They get more popular than me. I don't like they. Forget they and your thinking. Them. Are we guilty of that? Thank you, Shorty. Thank you very much. We're all guilty in that, aren't we? Humbleness of mind is the one down the line. And bowels of mercies is the word splank non. Bowels of mercies. And this has to do with baptism, doesn't it? If you're going to put on this... You're going to put on in duo. It's talking about put on holy, beloved. Beloved comes from agape. Usually it's the word agapatos, which is, it is from the, it means the people who are God, who God agapes and given his commandments to. Holy is the word hagios means to be pure, but how does that happen? Through the fiery trials and the fiery baptism. It purifies you of your anger and your rage and your okay. Get you out of it. What? How, many, how much time do I have? Fourteen. Fourteen. I I, I'm not even exhausting this right here. Kindness. Boy. Kindness is the word krestatos. Now, this is just one of the points of baptism. 
Here's what I got to do just to give you Crestatos. This is part of what you're baptized to. I gave you all the words that come from Crestatos. Kind. It's a form of the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Christos, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S, is the word goodness in Romans 2.4. What does have to, God have to do? He's good to you when he puts you in the fire and takes what you got away from you and gives you bad health. He's good to you. That's when he's been good to you, when he don't give you the car you want, don't give you the house you want, don't give you the things you want. Man, I was poor. I, I went broke at 40. Everything that's happening in my life has just been the blessing of God because I didn't try to put it together. I worked myself into the hospital. I said, I need to go knock on the door of the hospital and ask them if they'll let me in. I did that for years. They finally said, come on in, Mr. Brown. I said, thank you. It's also Matthew eleven three, Christos, my yoke is easy. It's not easy being a Christian. The yoke is not hard. The yoke of a kingdom was the laws of a kingdom. And that's what we're going over right now. When he says, be ye kind one to another, there in Ephesians, it comes from this word Christatos, the word kind. It means to meet a need. These words I just gave you mean supply a need. So when you're kind to people, you, if they need a kind word or they need love or they need compassion, you give it to them. If they need a loaf of bread, you give that to them. If you can't afford to give them $100, give them 5 if they really are hurting. And then it comes from Christatos, the kindness toward us through Christ. It's this word kindness in Colossians 3.12 comes from the word creo, which to means to smear all over. Smear all over? What is that? It's the same thing as peripoesis. What is that word creo meaning to smear all over? God hath anointed thee with oil of gladness. Hath anointed in Hebrews 1 and 8. Smearing all over is the word creo. Anointed. And when he hath anointed us, Second Corinthians 1 and 20, if I really taught on these thoroughly, I have to take all night long to teach on one word. It's just that this thing on baptism spreads all over creation in the Bible. And when Jesus said, Luke four eighteen, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord hath anointed me. The word is creo. It's, a, it's giving the people what they need, not what they want. What you want is your orgay. That's usually what it's involved in. And it comes from the word charisma, which is anointing. And we were we received the anointing of God in 1 John 2, 27, which is the truth. The anointing and truth are the same. He tells you that. And then... You got all these other words. means to meet a need. What we need is not money, the car we want, the house we want. And when he says, my God shall supply all your need, there in Philippians 4 and 19, 
What does he mean? All your greed? No, we just got through saying, I'm content. I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. The word, notice how these things modify each other. The word content, he's in a Roman jail waiting to be executed. And he says, I learned. It took me a long time to learn this. You want to learn it? Go to hell and back. About 500 times you'll learn. He said, learn to be content. A-U-T-A-R-K-E-S. That's the word content. Autarkes comes from auto, which is our word auto. It means self. And archaeo, it means to ward away or drive away self. Drive away what we were not appointed to, which is our gay. And he says, I've learned to be content with being here in jail waiting to be executed. He said, I had to learn that. That's kind of where I'm coming to. I'm learning to die. I'm not going to live. If I live 10 more years, that'll be a miracle. <laughs> That'll make me 90. How many people live to be 90? Not many. But you know what I'm looking forward to going to be with the Lord? I feel like Milton. He said, I want to go home. I see the world is not paying attention to the baptism of God, are they? And when he says, my God shall supply your need, he's talking about the need there in verse... 13, uh, verse 12, where he said, I've, le- I've learned to be hungry and be full, to abound and suffer need. God will supply the need that I have to get me through being hungry and being full or abounding and suffer need. God will bring that. And then he said, my God shall supply all your need, all of your kriya, all of what it takes to get through abounding and suffer need. That's what he'll take you through. When you say, I've come to the end of my road, no, you haven't. You're not dead yet. Are you? Boy, you realize what it would take me? This is just all the words creo, which is also the word crea, also the word anoint. These are all the words right here. All the time, Crestatos, kindness in this verse is mentioned ten times in the Bible. Crestos is mentioned seven times. Creo, uh, the word anoint, is mentioned five times. Charisma is mentioned three times. You'd have to go through all these verses to find out what your baptism is really about. Crea is mentioned 49 times, so it's going to take you a long time to go through all that, isn't it? And this is your baptism, which you have to go through. It's not what you're going to do, it's what God does in you. You understand that? A lot more than dipping in water. And he said, if dipping in water is it, boy, what an easy way out, isn't it? It's every bit of this and more. I've only given you two put-ons. Two. You don't have time the word put-on is in here in the Bible? Twenty-eight. So we need to go through all these put-ons, don't we? 
put on the whole armor of God. I used to quote this in Ephesians 4 and 6. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers. You've got to study every one of these words. Because all of this is the armor of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against powers. Principalities, against powers. Need to study principality and powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take your own the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having the altar stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. You need that's putting on. That's the baptism. That's the clothing. Truth. Put on truth. Having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the truth, and above all things, put on the put on faith, which is the helmet of faith that which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So you got to study all this armor of God to know what your baptism is about. Baptism is the most broad thing. Of, it has to do with what you're predestined to. To be conformed in the baptism of fire to the likeness of Christ. And you can make excuse and say, I've got this organ in me and I can't stop it. You will stop it. God may have to put you on your deathbed, but you'll be too tired and sick to fight. So why not just bow to him right now? Am I out of time? Five. Five minutes. I can't. Well, let's finish this up. In the third chapter, humbleness of mind, meekness, proud taste. P-R-A-U-T-E-S. That's the word meek means tame when we come to Christ we are everything but tame we're wild as a we got a wildness in spirit we got an anger and a rage because we got an inner man and an outer man that's overpowering the inner man and it takes God years for the inner man to overpower the outer man the flesh the dirt takes a long time to do that do I believe most of y'all young here have overcome that no I don't believe that I'm just telling you what you have to do and it's going to happen in your life. It's the fire that's coming. It's the blood baptism. If you're really a true believer, you can't be a believer without this blood. The blood is everything. And then he goes on to say, you got to learn to forbear one another. Seneco. Put up with. You can't just, don't get mad at each other because somebody says something. How do you know what they said? Well, I heard them. How do you know what they meant? Why don't you talk to them, ask them if that's what they meant, but don't do it in anger. Did you mean that about me? Did you say that? I guess I'll have to learn to behave better, won't I? That should be your response. I'll get you for that. I'll be mad at you. We should never be angry with each other, ever. 
Well, will you? Yeah, you will. Until you learn. You got to learn. Suneco. Echo means to hold. Soon means with. Oh, excuse me. I got the wrong word. An echo. An echo. I can't get it from soon. Soon echo is a word that means to hold together. That's part of the baptism. How am I held together till it be accomplished, Jesus said in Luke 12. He said in Luke 12, how am I soon echo held together until this blood baptism is accomplished in my life. He was washed in water three years before. But he says, this hasn't been accomplished yet. This blood baptism will have to die on the cross at the hands of men that hate me. And this word here is soon. Is, is not soon. It's an echo. A-N-E-C-H-O. Echo means to hold. Anna means up. It means hold up or put up with. We're supposed to put up with each other. Can you put up with each other? Or you just can't put up with anybody in your life? I can't put up with this kind of person, that kind of person. You're supposed to learn and leave it alone when they're not the way you think their personality ought to be. Maybe your personality is not what it ought to be. Jim Brown. Not, well, I was years ago. I couldn't. If I ran into me at 30, I couldn't stand that guy. I just want to hit him in the mouth, slap him. <laughs> Why don't you, you behave, boy? And I got to finish this. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, but you don't do it without repentance. People have to repent, but you can't hold it against them if they don't. And then he says, above everything else that you put on in this baptism, put on charity, put on agape, walk in God's commandments, and how many are there? Dozens of imperative commands in the Greek. You realize how much it would really take to teach baptism? I could go the rest of my life teaching on baptism because it's going to encompass everything that's righteous and everything that you shouldn't be doing and I shouldn't be doing and tell us everything we should do. And that's not going to take... Don't just say God will shower me with that and I'll just start doing it one day. No, you won't. You have to go against what you feel, go against what you think. You got to go against the flesh. You ever feel real bad? You feel like snapping at people and you say, I got to stop this. I know I'm sick today and I don't feel good. When you lose your breath, it's real easy to get snappy at people. When you're real sick, it's easy, isn't it? You got to learn not to do that. I'm out of time. I, I didn't really even get into baptism like I should. I got, I got, I got 25 more put-ons to go through. I only got to three put-ons. You realize how much baptism has to do with predestination? It is about everything we're predestined to. But before we can be like Christ, we need to do this putting off. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. Help us. 
help the believers to understand in order to put on the baptism it's not something we're invited to do put on is a command that we have to address ourselves and say you stop this we have to go against our nature against our dirt thank you for truth Help us, Lord. That's all I can say. Help the church. In Christ's name we pray, amen. I don't think we're ever going to get through baptism, are we? I doubt if preachers were preaching this across America tonight. Boy, and I'm just barely getting started in this. I just you can take baptism and go into every subject in the Bible that's good and righteous and holy and godly. Everything. And when you're not doing it, you got to learn to be ashamed. Don't you? Really do. How you doing, Tim? Well, that's very minor compared to self. Ain't it? Life is tough for the believer. That's the fire is not there to hurt you. Huh? The fire is not there to hurt you. It's tough. It's trying. God is not trying. He's teaching us to give up self, and it might take him 60 years to do it, and then we start doing it. I was um, studying numbers today. And... What are you doing? You want gum? Yeah. <laughs> Come here. And I had a question that you can probably clarify. What? For some reason, I can't remember if the Israelites were in Israel for 430 years or for 250. what? How long were they in Egypt? They were 400 years in Egypt. 400, it says 430 at one place, but... I believe that's a rounded figure. There you go. Did all your kids get what they wanted for Christmas? Where? Oh, every little thing they wanted. Really? Every piece of dirt they had. <laughs> they decided, no, they got nothing. <laughs> we don't celebrate that ungodly holiday. Well, you know, what, you know what that famous saying is? Nothing from nothing leaves I believe, nothing. Yeah, that's a good song. Billy Preston. <laughs> yeah. I believe there's people on the church that do celebrate Christmas. Well, they probably do, but you, there's probably people in the church that lose their temper, too. Yeah, like me. I lose, <laughs> I've, I've been losing my temper frequently lately. But you got to learn not I to do just, that. I try, but then when you see red, you just go, ugh. Yeah, but you will, that's just the outer man that God says to put off. i got a strong outer man. It's a well, <laughs> but you can't brag on him. I ain't bragging. I'm just telling. Like He's a it disgusting is. man. I hate the outer man. 
It's I would never brag on the outer man. Never. At me going, I don't know why I'm yelling at you and I can't <laughs> stop yelling at you. It's like watching leave. You got to fight it. Sometimes I have learned that I have to go against what I want to do and do what I need to do. Yeah, I'm working on that. You got to go against it. This I just want to punch this person out. I want to tell them off. I want to hit them. I want to slap them. Go against that. And even if you you don't do it or say it, if it's in your heart, you're guilty. Yeah, that's right. You got to quit well, thinking it. What's the use of that? Well, you got to quit thinking it. Well, what you got to do is realize that's God beating you up. That God ain't going to have no... I haven't even got to that point. I'm always yelling at people. Well, it's just something you have to get over. You'll either do it or God will hurt you worse than he's ever hurt you. You'll have you dying in a hospital bed. And you'll say, oh God, what have I done? Yeah, I'm going to have to... That's the hardest thing is when you're not giving up the flesh to make yourself realize you have to give up the flesh. Um, I'm right there. I mean, it's just I can't do it right now. But you have to. I'm trying. Because God will make it worse on you than it is. Yeah, that's what I'm He'll make it so bad on you, you'll think, oh God, what am I going to do? At this point, what you have to do, you have to go to God, get everybody out of your mind and say, Lord, help me to get over this. At this point, suicide is the next. Do you pray and say, God, help me? Yeah. Mark 9, help me with my unbelief. I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Yeah, that's that's it. But, you know. You have to. I think God is just up there laughing at me, looking at me. No, he's not. He don't laugh at nothing. He's got you exactly where he wants you. You're. This is not a... A struggle between you and him. It's him doing what he wants. There's no struggle on his part. I'm just a failure at every turn. I can get you on TV stations. Hopefully that's my salvation. Well, that's not your salvation. That's your talent. You're really good at that. Well, that's all I'm good at. No, that's, well, that's a lot. I just think hell awaits. You know. There's no, it's no not. People are going to be looking at me going, how did they get here? <laughs> Maybe Jim Doman won't. Well, you think that everybody is mad at you, and they're not. They're just mad at each other, mad at the world. They want what they want. They don't like that they can't have what they want. They just got flesh on their mind. you got to realize that everybody's got flesh on their mind. Everybody. It's not like they're worse. They're just like everybody else. Yeah. If you could get inside people's heads, I have done this through real estate and music. People are hard nosing me. 